welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Follow us on Spotify and gain an entry into our grand prize draw. See, there's so many different ways this goes. Like, for one thing, you definitely can follow us on Spotify. That's the thing you can do. But like, grand prize draw, gain an entry. For one thing, no grand prize draw. For another, Entry, like, we would have to, you know, be able to confirm that somebody was following us, which is not a thing that we can do. So, you know, it's just a whole complicated mass of things that just don't work together. I mean, I guess they could set a screenshot. Yeah, but then they could, like, immediately unfollow. Like, this isn't a... Well, I mean, I don't think there's any way to prevent that from happening. There are some ways where you don't tell people when you're checking if you can, like, check if somebody's subscribed to something, but, like, that's not a thing that we can do. Yeah, but they would still unsubscribe after the draw was over if they wanted to. That's true. Definitely true. But I don't mind that, because that's an entirely different issue. Okay, well, the point is, there is no draw, but, you know, you should really follow us on whatever podcast-providing platform you're using. Even maybe some of the ones that you want, just so that, you know, get them numbers up. So that we get recommended to more people without you needing to do the recommendation. It's like a recommendation on easy mode. It's okay. You don't have to falsely inflate our numbers. Don't get me all excited for nothing. <laughs> ah, I see. Anyways, let's move on uh, and introduce ourselves. Hi everyone, my name's Eunice. I am the author of Eterna Source and Fantasia. And uh, I was just watching a YouTube video of a lobster malting. <laughs> Fine. And I'm uh, Atheo, author of two of the things with the sort of titles that you can't search anywhere because you'll get other results first. It's because I like those one word titles, you know? Make it snappy. Sucker! Wait. What do you get first if you- oh yeah, I think I know. If you look up Fantasia, you get the movie, the Disney movie. I mean, that doesn't surprise me, you know. Yeah. It's a one-word title. It's snappy, but it means that you find something else first. But, you know, whatevs. And I think either Fantasia.com or Fantasia.ca is an adult toy store. I mean, you didn't have to share that information. <laughs> hey! I'm not bothered by it. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyways, today is uh, my turn to bring an idea. And um, I wanted to do like a fantasy magic setting version of like Undercover Boss. <laughs> what? You know the reality show? No? I No, I do know the reality show, which is why it's super confusing. <laughs> so, it's just like, you know, I just some kind of society where it's like pretty normal for like the people in power to just disguise themselves as normals and then just go about seeing which of the citizens and the, and the workers are good people and which of them suck. See, that's <laughs> not um, the actual point of the show. No, that's not the... Well, I guess that's not really the That's point. what ends up happening on the show. But, like, the entire thing that's built into it is to have the CEO put on poor person cosplay and figure out what's wrong with their company. 
Yes. Like, if one of their processes is garbage, they're supposed to figure that out and fix it instead of just letting it continue. Well, that too, you know. But, like, I know that, like, what it's turned into is the CEO puts on poor person cosplay, uh, likes three people, and gives them a, a bunch of money, you know, individuals, when they run a massive company. So they make the absolute minimum possible impact that they can. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's nothing to say that the the undercover boss in our setting doesn't do both, you know, like get good government workers and also notice systemic issues that can be. Well, I mean, they don't need to be government workers, but, you know, if they go, hey, this is a systemic issue within my company and is fixable, let's implement the policies to do so. I mean, that's really, you know, way better than undercover boss, but not a real thing that happens. And then... You know, if you make it, like, a culture where, like, the new guy has, like, a 1 in 1,000 chance of being actually your your boss, um, you know, people would uh, be more careful. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. So, the uh, anti-middle management strategy of... <laughs> yeah, like, it's not even, it's not a one-off. It's like, this is, like part of the culture it's like it's as like as governors or rulers or whatever it's like they've been taught that they should like see what life is like as a normal or or even better if you don't if you don't re-enter your company every five years you're considered to have lost touch with it and immediately fired you know it's (laughs) not good governance so like they do it very regularly and they have very it's not just cosplay like they have magical illusions so it's like I mean, that's cosplay, but, like, special. I, when I say cosplay, I mean that they go back to their rich person life at the end of the day. Yeah, I guess. The, the point is, it's, like, Where, it's very you know, convincing. If you want to make it not cosplay, what you need to do is you need to live in an actual poor person house while you're doing it. I guess they don't do that. Yeah, no, they don't. I guess they could do that if they want. They definitely could. I, depending on their level of dedication to the, to the, to the, to the role. They could go real undercover. I bet some of them do. Uh, Most of them. Would yeah, not. no, because because a lot of them, like for instance, if you work at a company where everyone stays in the same place, it would be very suspicious if you just went somewhere at the end of the day. So to, yeah, I bet I bet like I want a, a higher level of dedication to the to the disguise than than the reality show. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay, so then it's like at any time the newbie could could actually be your local governor or whatever. So like, don't don't be rude to them. Uh. You know, I question how this culture developed, but at the same time, I don't even really care because that's hilarious and awesome. You know, maybe the country was founded by an eccentric who would like to do this for fun. Like, maybe they did it more as a way of, like, escaping their duties, but then they also notice, like, systemic things, and then use that as, like, an excuse for, like, running away to the countryside. (laughs) And then people were like, And then it turned into a a culture of running away to the countryside, figuring out what's wrong with the countryside, (laughs) and they're making the necessary changes to the countryside. Yeah, because... Because they were, like, trying to spin it as, like, no, 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 I'm being a good ruler. I'm not just running away from my paperwork. <laughs> and, like, the two things are both true, but the reason for it is is definitely yeah. the running away from the paperwork. And then everybody was like, oh, we have such a wise and good uh, <laughs> king or whatever. And, <laughs> They're very much, like, technically true. 
And then, yeah, so all the other people are like, well, I'm gonna just be, I'm gonna do that too. I'm good. I'm cool too. And then, and then it just became a cultural norm. <laughs> Maybe not even a cultural norm. It's like legally enshrined. Yeah. That if you don't You need do to spend this... six months out of every five years full on acting as a new worker. And, like, maybe it, it becomes, like, if you actually get caught and people, like, out you as, like, in your disguise, like, like and it gets out in society, like, it's, like, very shameful. So, like, people are super dedicated to their disguises. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. <laughs> Gotta make it a little bit ridiculous. But, like, still reasonable. <laughs> maybe this country's been doing really well because they have a policy of, you know... Rich people need to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah, and they have to live. And it's not like a, it's not like an undercover boss where it's like for like, like a week. Yeah, exactly. I just said six months out of every five years, and we're talking consecutive. Yeah, they gotta go deep. Um, and then you know sometimes like other things happen. Maybe they fall in love or whatever, and and there there's more like mixing of. Um, societal classes or some something something there is definitely more mixing of societal classes and and like you know very talented individuals get identified early and maybe nurtured appropriately i mean that's sort of assuming that we're not making the systemic changes to you know cause that nurturing to be just part of the system and not something you need to find somebody specific for well, I don't know. It's like if somebody's like supremely talented in something, like they need a different education from someone who's good at something else, you know? Yeah, but what I'm saying is the processes should be in place where that is already realized and we don't need to like drop your undercover CEO into position to figure out. No, no, it's more like, no, 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 they, like, they'll fight over, no, no, I want this person to work for me. It's like, no, 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 I found them first. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, and they get headhunted. <laughs> I see, I see. So it's a lot more complicated than before. Yeah, because it's, it's not just a couple people doing it. it. It's like, oh, okay. No, I want this to be like a society where it's kind of like noble houses, but they're more like giant like companies. I mean, this feels like we should set it in like gas lamp fantasy so that we can play with merc mercantilism. Yeah. Early capitalism style. Yeah, so they're more like CEOs on steroids with magic. They're more like <laughs> nobles slash CEOs, which is yeah. mercantilism in a nutshell. But, like, in a country where, like, if you're rich enough, you become noble or something. Like, it's, you know, very... I, yeah, welcome to mercantilism. And then if you get too poor, then you lose your nobility. Yeah. <laughs> I see, I see. Very yeah. normal things. Yeah, so head headhunting good talent is extremely important. <laughs> I don't I know what the magic is, but it just has to be in a fantasy setting. For it does have to be able to at least develop, you know... Decent disguises that pretty much anybody can use. Yeah. Like, it can even, like, change your height and stuff. By... I suppose it would, I would question, like, if it could physically change your height, and by how much. Yeah, probably not so much that, like... Because, like, if it can physically change you, which I was thinking that it might not be able to physically change you, but you can, like, change your skin tone, change your hair color, change your hair texture. Yeah. 
Because if it can physically change you, then we start to get into, like, weird territory where it's, like, we've accidentally introduced on the side a culture of body modification. Or, hmm. (laughs) So, okay, let's say no, at least, maybe we shouldn't do any internal modification for these disguises, because that might get weird. But then we have to get into, like, what we consider internal and external modification. Hmm. Anything... Let's just say you can change the skin and eyes and, like, things that are literally on, on your surface. Okay, but if you change what the surface is by pushing the surface in, does the thickness of the surface change things and affect things, or...? You mean, like, a dimple? What I'm saying is, like, could you dig a hole in your arm with this magic that, like, isn't, like, a hole in the sense of, like, stabbed through, but it's a hole in the sense of, like, there is literally no skin and your arm is a donut. There's no skin and your arm's a donut? There's nothing like in between. What I'm saying is like the donut shape. Cause you could push in and then you could like move around and anything. But that would require, it would require bone and muscle displacement. Well, muscle displacement, yes. But bone displacement, not exactly. And so- How do you have a donut without moving the bone in your arm? I wasn't saying that the hole was thick. I was just saying that it existed. What? You said it's a donut, so it has to be through and through. Yeah, I was saying you could do it through and through without... I mean, I get... You know, go through the two bones that are there. Oh, you mean between? Yeah. Okay, well, no, I think there's too many blood vessels up in there that would get pushed. So we can only make skin changes. Yeah, I would say you could do, like, dimples, but not, like holes through your body we can make changes to the dermis and epidermis and nothing else well yeah and your eyes like things that have uh epithelium that's sure. that type of cell yeah so like height changes and stuff have to be just illusion but hair color skin color eye color changes um and even to a limited extent uh well i mean changes. it might even be the case that people can make more extensive changes but the like lifestyle everybody can learn this in like three months magic is not included in that sure like you have to go to medical school if you want to do other changes <laughs> you have to at least learn how everything works so that you don't kill yourself yeah you have to get licensed <laughs> and if you do it to someone else without a license or their consent then it's assault or battery or assault and if you and do battery. it to yourself it's you know just medically inadvisable <laughs> It's not technically a crime, but it is medically inadvisable. Yeah, it's like stabbing yourself. I can't make it illegal, but I can say that's a bad idea. I mean, (laughs) welcome to the U.S. Stabbing yourself is illegal. It is? Depending on the kind of stabbing, but yeah. Oh, I see. Because otherwise, the cops can't break into your house to prevent you from committing suicide. Yeah, you can. No, they literally can't. It's against the law. Okay, but don't you have Unreasonable a search and seizure. Because if it weren't a crime to commit suicide, they wouldn't be able to go into your house. That's not true. In Canada, it's not illegal to commit suicide, but if somebody has a concern that you're at imminent risk of... Yeah, I know. I, you live in Canada, a reasonable place. Yeah. <laughs> I literally just said the U.S., yeah, but you said that there's no way they can break in unless it's illegal to kill yourself, which is like... Not They're not how... legally allowed to break in unless it's illegal to kill yourself. 
in or, the United States. Or they could have, like, a mental health care act. Uh, okay. If you want to do it the most stupid way possible, go, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, that is... That is kind it's of on the... brand. That is the, the kind of, yeah, way that the U.S. tends to operate. Let's just do things the most stupid way possible. Not the second most stupid, but the most stupid. Is there any a dumber way that we could do this? Because we should switch. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Come on, why would you? Why would you ever choose to do something the second dumbest way? We gotta be number one. <laughs> USA, USA. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Moving on from how stupid that is. <laughs> uh, what was I talking? About? Oh yeah, we're talking about the degree to which people normally can and do modify themselves. Okay. So, like, you know, in general, they make themselves look, you know, much younger than they are, and, you know, pretty... It doesn't like, really help your organs, but it does help your skin look nice. You know, everybody can Botox themselves, without even the downsides of Botox. Oh, I, yeah, I guess people would do that even if they're not in disguise. <laughs> but, but the point of making themselves look younger when they're undercover is to, you know, be like a newbie junior, not like... Yeah, not for vanity. But, you know, side bonus. Both exist. <laughs> cool. Sometimes people choose to, uh, you know, make themselves look older while they're going into disguise, you know. When you disguise yourself as somebody who's older and who hasn't learned this magic yet. Yeah. Trick them. Uh, and, you know, like, even if you don't have the magic, you can just get somebody else to do it on you. Although that's a little bit more of a complicated process, I would assume. Is it? Well, I mean, you'd have to get somebody who's actually specialized in it as opposed to just... Yeah. But, you know, the undercover people can afford it. They definitely can. Alright. Is there anything else we want to add to this magic system beyond biological manipulation? Uh... You know, if I were writing this, I would make the the mercantile noble houses operate like equivalent businesses to what we have in the real world but you know with some kind of interesting magical twist well i mean but, we could just you know choose to have the entire magic system revolve around this biological manipulation that's like not major in a lot of ways but does work or like i'd, I'd probably do some kind of like tech in the sense that like, it, it would be Magitech, I guess. I wouldn't, yeah, I would make this kind of a Magitech world where it, all the gadgets, you know, have buttons and numbers and stuff. But but I don't have to explain how it works. So, like, arcane steampunk? Yeah. It's gotta look sparkly and cool. There we go. But I, I don't want to have to explain how it works. Cause I'm like, Never explain how it works because it's not important to the uh, not important. setting, you know? Yeah. So we just keep the magic system super soft, except for how much people can disguise themselves and how. Uh, I don't know. I'd like, you know, to be a discovery writer. Just flush it out as you go. <laughs> but I like planning the world in extreme detail so that I don't have to plan anything else in extreme detail and can just let it play out. I don't see why you have to plan the world in extreme detail to let everything play out. Because otherwise I have to suddenly pause and figure out how magic can do the thing that I want it to do in the middle of doing a thing. Oh, uh, I don't know. 
I'm really good at making things up as if I planned it, so I've never had this issue. Yeah, but you know, you also spend a, a month between chapters. You gotta let all your subconscious do, do, I mean, let your subconscious to do all the work. It does. That's why I give it more material to work off of, so that it can work faster. No, because you're, you're using your conscious to, to do a lot of the work to feed your subconscious, so you're not letting your subconscious do all the work. Yeah, and it turns out that that, uh, you know, increases your, your production rate. I mean, can we really blame my method on, on how slowly I write? I don't think we can. <laughs> I think that we can blame at least a significant part of how slowly you write on your method. Like, if I updated once a month on the regular, maybe we could <laughs> blame the method. <laughs> but, but me not updating in, like, two months or three months, we, we all know it's not That's it's not you the being fault. busy, but, like, you know, the <laughs> fact that your normal schedule is once a month is something I feel like I can blame on the method. I think my fastest ever was, like, once every three weeks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, exactly. I think I can blame that on the method. That being said, whenever I start a story, I'll write the first like seven to ten chapters in one day, because that's when I get to make up all the fun world building stuff and excitement and set up all the plots. And then after that, I'm like, oh no, I have to like continuity and like normal pacing and like connected to the ending that I imagine <laughs> and that's when the slog comes in and then I, I offload it to my subconscious which is like um, a euphemism for taking a nap <laughs> again Eunice we don't explain our euphemisms no no I mean in case somebody wants to follow my highly inefficient yet somewhat successful method <laughs> When you're, Nobody when you're, should follow Eunice's method. It's a bad method. It, okay, that being said, there's nothing wrong with if you get stuck on a plot point once in a while to just take a nap. Okay? This is true. Okay, That I agree with. You, you don't have to adopt my whole method just to... like Take a nap every once in a while. Yeah, take care exactly. of yourself. Make sure you eat on time, drink water, don't survive off of purely caffeine, don't work yourself to death. These are all writing tips. Yeah, although I think that sounds like part of your writing tips and not my writing tips. <laughs> it's writing tips for normal people. Remember, guys, if you, if you have Also haven't... specifically for me, and just because I don't take all of those tips, or most of them, doesn't mean you shouldn't. <laughs> if, you, if you haven't eaten or drunk anything or slept in over 24 hours, that's bad. Are we talking about all three or just one? Any of the three, not all three. Oh, okay. Any of the three. All three. I mean, that doesn't happen often, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're all very... Con email us if you're concerned about Atheo's health. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> anyway, moving on from that entirely... Um, do we want to follow a main character, or do we just want to, you know, turn it into a sort of episodic series where we tell a short story about different random people? You know, um, I think, okay, so I think there's multiple ways you could take this. You could make it into a romance, like I would. Um, 
you can make if we're it doing in... episodic short stories then we have a romance in there easy we're done we dealt with it done oh we can make it into a series of romances um <laughs> you can make it into like a political intrigue thing where like people are going undercover they're headhunting talent uh they're trying to like oust out other people who are undercover because <laughs> they increase you know, their time undercover so that they can sneak into different organizations that are similar to their own and commit you know, corporate espionage. Uh, <laughs> they might like take the opportunity not just to like observe but to like actively like lay traps for their own employees to fall into, like to prove their loyalty or whatever. See, then it gets really fucking weird though. <laughs> oh man. You gotta stop swearing. I have I, not... <laughs> swearing is a normal part of my vocabulary because I am a well, person who lives in Los Angeles and is, <laughs> you know, very, very normal socially. Anyways, you will see the tag marked explicit because of one swear word on our, like, last eight <laughs> episodes or whatever. <laughs> you know, if we really want, we could totally get that bleeped. No, that's not the point. <laughs> we could we could choose to mark this one that's not explicit with the single bleep. I'm sure none of the listeners care. And we do and have one F bomb per, you know, PG thirteen rating, so Oh you're allowed one? Yeah. Is that is that how it works? Okay. It's not like literally one, but it's essentially one. Essentially one. Okay. Um yeah, so that's option two. And then Third option would be what would be? Is there a third option? Make it like about society, about. I mean, this whole thing is about society. That's the entire setup that we've yeah. constructed here. I'm pretty sure I had a third path, but I forgot it because I'm old. Unfortunate. <sighs> yeah. Savor your youth, guys. <sighs> Youth isn't okay. always 100% good, but we're just gonna skip over that. Um, yeah, but wait till you get old, and then you have, and then you think that the stuff that you would have gotten over from your youth is still hanging on, but now your body's old. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to life. It kind of sucks here, no matter what part you're in. It sucks, and then you go into a decline. <laughs> it's okay. not even a 100% decline, because you know some things continue to get better. Yeah, but it's mostly decline. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else could it be? Could be about... I don't know. Is this unique to the one country? Um, I think it might be interesting to play it as unique to the one country. And this one country does significantly better because its bosses and uh, nobles actually understand what they're doing. Okay. I guess you could make it, like, about international espionage if you really wanted to like the other countries are trying to sabotage the good thing we got going here <laughs> they keep trying to convince the nobles to stop this like disappearing for six months every once in a while thing but they're just not stopping and we don't understand it or like maybe yeah maybe like there there's some like foreign influence that's like affecting the noble youth and telling them oh you're too good to go live like a commoner you shouldn't have to do this or some kind of insidious thing like that and they do that while whatever the monarchy is is 
currently in disguise, so can't really do anything about it. <laughs> no, but they're but they're disguised as a young person. But they're in their six month period when they're not allowed like going back. So they exactly. Have to, like they have to influence it from the inside and be like and appeal to the youth's noble ideals. Like, no, we're our country's great because of this. And, <laughs> I see. The political intrigue of uh, of a someone as part of the monarchy trying to prop up their very non-monarchical ideas, <laughs> and then and then you know it, if we do that, then it has my classic like someone from the monarchy fomenting a revolution against the monarchy <laughs> of which they're in charge of. It has, like, my classic, like, it's kind of creepy if you think about it, because it's probably some middle-aged dude, like, hanging out with a bunch of kids. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not kids, but, like, you know, like, teens. Or whatevs. <laughs> not really teens, but, like, early 20s. To, like, late teens, early 20s, I guess. Maybe it's a mix of youth. Exactly. And, you know, some people in their 30s or 40s who had to change job recently... And then, you know, maybe, maybe, like, the actual monarch isn't allowed going undercover by themselves. So, like, they have, like, a guard who goes with them. But, like, uh, like, you know, you, you can have the comedy of, like, the way they interact uh, being very odd if you consider that it's just, like, a pair of 20-year-old guys who are good friends. <laughs> it's like, what, like, are you, like, his mom or something? Like, why are you being so overprotect? <laughs> and the then, monarch and, trying to constantly convince their guard to be more chill. And it's, it's like, yeah, or like, stop, like, addressing me so respectfully. It's, like, very suspicious. Extremely like, weird. <laughs> like, call me by my first name, and it's like, I, I literally can't. <laughs> that is a thing that I cannot bring myself to do. Like, uh, I just, no. <laughs> I it's like, I'm going to get a different guard for this next time. Honestly, I would appreciate that. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I would also prefer not being your guard next time. <laughs> okay, that's fun. And then, you know, they discover more things. While undercover. And, uh... They discover know. the plot to kill them while they're undercover. Oh, yeah, maybe... Maybe... Wait, yeah, they maybe. discover an assassination plot aimed at themselves. <laughs> and they're the ones tasked to carry it out. Maybe... I assume they have, like, doubles or something pretend to be them while they're undercover to keep up the act, right? Because right. obviously if someone disappeared for six months, everyone would know... Like, they went undercover. They might not aware, but they'd be, like, on guard for it. So you'd have to have a double. So maybe, like, that person gets maybe the Maybe maybe they do have doubles, but, like, never for very long, right? So, like, you might have a double for the first three weeks or the last three weeks of your, of your six-month period just to, like, play into what people are expecting. Well, I mean, you know, if you're pretending to be the ruler or whatever, like, you'd only have to appear for your, like, official events or whatever. And then yeah, you but, in. you know, the fact that decisions aren't being made by you also needs to become clear to everyone who has power. Yeah, like, you know, you'd have somebody who's in charge of your paperwork. 
Like all of the all of well, the you, companies. You would definitely need a process in place for somebody to take over for six months while you just sort of yeah. ran off and did something else. So I think that like it you because the process is necessary to be there, sort of enacting that process is not as like it's definitely like you know what they're doing, but like it's not a super necessary thing to have a double or anything. So well it's like well, it depends on how much of a public figure you are. So obviously, like, if this is the cultural norm, the way that, like, companies are structured and country, the country is structured is, like, obviously whoever's in charge can, like, easily be away for It's not months. even just everybody. It's not even just who's in charge. It's literally anybody with power. <laughs> Yeah, like anybody who who's it's not literally just the CEO of the company who has to do it. It's like everybody who's like in upper management or is considered a noble or, or in middle management. Like anybody who's not essentially on the ground, one level up from the ground. In this system, is there even really a middle management? Kind of, yeah. Like uh, middle management is infamous for being like the useless layer. <laughs> it's not completely useless but it, it often becomes completely useless because middle management is assigned by upper management however this upper management actually understands what they're doing so you would have a useful layer of middle management okay which is actually but, but then so they'd function like closer to they function how um, they're supposed to instead of how they do yeah but like you know they they probably have a bit more authority in terms of like being trusted by the upper management. So and absolutely, because upper management yeah. is like, yeah, occasionally I'm just gonna be gone for a while, and you're gonna have to deal with that. Uh, but you know, don't like, don't think I'm not watching, cause I'm, you know, I got rid of the last guy who thought that was it was a good idea to steal from the company <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Um, okay, so that's cool. Anything else we want to add? I don't think there's anything else major. I do sort of love the idea of a monarch being assigned their own assassination as a job. <laughs> that would be funny as hell, but you, know, okay. you don't have to use that one. So it's like you're saying that they they get caught up in a rebellion. Uh, Against themselves. And then they're like, uh, may, I'm going to infiltrate this rebellion and convince them from the inside that this country is great. Well, it's more like figure out what they think is wrong with the country so that when I go back to my normal life, I can make the decisions necessary to knock out the rebellion without necessarily um, yeah. just killing everybody involved. I guess. But what if they're just being dumb? Because sometimes that happens. Actually, frequently that happens. <laughs> Not that common, but, you know, if they are just being dumb, then you would still have the information to deal with them more effectively. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they have some good points, but a lot of them are just being dumb. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that wouldn't surprise me. This is classic. You had a point, but then you went too extreme because you're crazy. And now you lost your point. <laughs> I don't really like that as a general theme most of the time, because it's like when I'm not you saying give... it's a theme. I'm just saying that's life. Uh. Yeah, I'm more talking about the like over-the-top superhero movie way of doing it, where like, ah, Bane, the sympathetic villain with a point for the first like three quarters of this, and then 
all at the end at the end he wants to nuke the city which is going too far and it's like yeah okay so we just don't confront the philosophy at all we just stop the bad man with the nuke who wants to blow up the city and then we just leave the philosophical point on the ground because like he had a point and we couldn't really argue it so we just didn't really have anything to do with that and that's fine Let's have a little bit more depth in a superhero movie, please. There we go. (laughs) Let's all strive for that every day in our writing. Having more depth than a Hollywood action movie. Okay, let us... Let us all strive for that every day. Than an average Hollywood action movie. <laughs> you don't need to strive to be better than every Hollywood action movie. Because occasionally a, a good one does get made. Even then it's not that deep. Yeah, it's the law of large numbers thing. It'll be slightly deeper than the other ones. But that's not saying we can't be deeper easily. <laughs> it's true. But you know, sometimes you just want to write an action book. Even then, strive to be better than Hollywood action yeah. movies. Yeah, you have your action scenes... And then you do some, some you know, character building, depth, interpersonal connections, character growth, and then more actual depth. And confront your actual depth. Don't just, you know, leave the depth there and then be like, this is fine. We don't need to engage with that. Yeah. And then, and then you know, themes. And then more action. And then happy ending with depth. That, that's actually okay. can't believe that you talked about themes. I have themes. Do you? Oh, yeah. Intentional ones? Are they intentional if I can identify what they are? or <laughs> They're intentional if you wanted to put them there. Are they intentional if I'm trying to manipulate other people into adopting my beliefs? <laughs> I'm not sure that's a theme, but I mean, yes. <laughs> okay, well, then, then I have themes. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to tell you guys what they are. But if I told you, you'd realize they're actually not very subtle. <laughs> you probably do know what they are, but like you probably wouldn't state them the way I would state them. But that's fine. I'm not sure I'd call them themes so much as well recurring ideas that are not particularly explored, just sort of exist. I was taught in English class, a theme is a sentence. So as long as I can express my recurrent ideas... As a sentence, I'm going to call it a theme. <laughs> you were taught poorly then, but welcome to English classes. Oh, oh, are we going to talk about who had worse teachers? Because I'm pretty no, sure that was No, I had worse teachers. <laughs> no, no, no. I had worse teachers. 100%. Not even, not even a question. I just also did a lot of research on my own. and you know. So that's nothing to do with how you were taught, does it? It has to do with... Nope. I, I didn't say that I had better teachers. I just said that, that you were taught wrong. Okay, like, don't blame my teachers for how strange I am, you know? I don't think... <laughs> I'm not blaming your teachers for how strange you are, just your understanding of, of English narrative concepts. I'm obviously oversimplifying what I was told. <laughs> like, I was, I was told that a theme is a sentence, but I'm pretty sure there were other parts of it. <laughs> this is a theme. Because I can say it in a sentence. It's a theme. All sentences are themes. That is what (laughs) what I call (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, okay. Um, I don't don't know if anybody but us will find this funny, but I'm very amused right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, 
I don't know if we like linearly described what this plot is, but you know, put some absolutely in- not. But linearity is for chumps. Put some intrigue up in there, you know, some comedic contrast between their regular life and their, you know, noob life. And then, but also, they're not, like, surprised by any of this, which makes it funnier. And then, you know, romance, if you want, to taste, like, like you know, salt to taste. And then, um... Add romance uh, to taste. I see, I see. Uh, you know, if you're really into world-building ambiance, magic tech, you can make it really sparkly and make it really cool and go really deep into the financial aspect of whatever we're doing or not and you know the exploration of power and how it affects the individuals who wield it you get all philosophical and theme like or not you know the themes will come on their own even if you don't intend to put if you don't intend to put themes in there then you're going to have themes in there they're just not going to be the ones that you thought about you make it sound like most people can actually write what they intend to write, which they can't. They can if they put the work in and understand what they're doing, but like, um, get most good people at not, in fact, put in the work. Most people can't, don't and, or can't or haven't. Well, yeah, because you, know, you can accidentally write something that's an enjoyable story, but you're not a good writer until that was what you intended to create. I, unless yeah. you... I suppose, would you count as a good writer if you accidentally wrote things that people liked multiple times in a row? No, you'd just be lucky. I see, I see. It, it would be like if you, if you, if you like, were running and you, like, it would be like that one time that, like, I did really well at triple jump while I was in gym class and they forced me to go to track and field that year and, and I never repeated it again. But, like, you know, there could have been a chance I'd do it, like, three times in a row. But, like, it doesn't prove anything. I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't practice. I see, I see. I just, I was just tall. <laughs> Quite simple, then. And then I happened to run really fast that day. But, like, I didn't know how I did it. Well, I mean, that's what beginner's luck is, isn't it? It's uh, unexpected competence from... Yeah, but if I did it like three times in a row and then I started noticing what I was doing and learning from the fact that I lucked into it, then maybe event that could lead to becoming a good writer. But just doing it three times. But like, are you a good writer if you do it accidentally twice and then land upon how you managed it and then you do good on the third time, like intentionally? Were you a yes. good writer for those first two as well? Or no. are you just now a good writer? You're just now a good writer. Before you were just a noob with noob luck. I see, I see. Yeah. Email us if you disagree with me. Yeah, this <laughs> philosophical discussion we had right at the end. Uh, well, if you like this story, uh, write it and email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. If you didn't like it, I mean, the email is the same. You can, you can yell at us there. I'm not entirely certain that that would get a response, but, you know. Has anyone been emailing us? I don't know if recently... Okay, I apologize if you emailed us and we haven't been checking. Yeah, but. that would be bad. <laughs> well, we'll do that now. Uh, anyways, if you want to be a guest on our show, email us at guests at com. Like, rate, subscribe, follow, share, refer, do the things. And we'll see you next week. See you next week.